Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply hello and welcome to the churros E Tacticas Podcast. I'm your host, Kian Sabani. It is Monday, January 3rd. I am joined by my co-host and equal, Diego Lorin, who is going over a tough time over there in Barcelona. And, uh, you know, I can't go too crazy with the intro. I know people, a lot of people are asking me to. Look, looks and Real Madrid right now are second behind their main rivals, Girona, in the league. We can't get ahead of ourselves just because we have done decently well up until now. There's still a long way to go, a lot of football to be played, and it's uh, we just don't do premature celebrations here. Diego is here. You say that. You say that. I meant to, I meant to send you a Managing Madrid article, which finished, I don't know who it was written, it, okay. it finished saying league leaders. Now, I don't know if from <laughs> that point in time, Girona hadn't played yet, but I was like, you guys aren't league leaders. I think it must have been well, I, before I, Girona played their game. Probably. So yeah, the, of course the, it was. The There's no way it would have been otherwise. <laughs> I thought that's what you brought up. I thought it was going to be something much worse. I thought it was going to be like someone made a prediction that we win the treble or something. Hey, hey, we're just getting started. We're in the first minute of the pod, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm tippy-toeing into okay. this one. Starting light. You're gonna, you're gonna come in hot and heavy <laughs> later. Start with the the silence pistol. Then coming with the bazooka only, only at the end. To get... Yes, that's it. Do so we have anything you, to friend? actually talk about? Is there anything going on? Any big resignations? Uh, any dramatic losses? <laughs> <laughs> How are you? How's things? Things are good, man. Uh, can't complain. Love life. We had a, a snow day here on the east coast of Canada yesterday, so me and the kids were shoveling and sledding all day. I luckily so I woke day up. Meaning kids don't go to school. That's correct. Yeah. Or, that's yeah. Okay. Nice. And uh, in those like luckily yesterday I woke up very early at four thirty in the morning and I did I turned out a shit ton of work before the kids woke up, 
And then I was like, oh, great. So I don't have to work anymore. Now I can actually just focus on the kids, which, as you know, Diego, oh, working, working from home with the kids is impossible. Not happening. How are you? Yeah, COVID was awful during that time. You yeah. Remember that? Luckily, I mean, yeah, well, I, I, it's not like I was working. It was at, those were simpler times at La Liga TV. You'll remember those, Kian. Yeah, but, the good uh, old days. The good old days. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, working with the kids at home is, is very, very, very difficult. Not to say yeah. impossible. It gets better with age. It does. Yeah, Obviously, it does. they yeah. become more independent. But, um, yeah, man. I mean, heads up, by the way, uh, to you and our listeners. Next week, I will be solo daddy, home alone with the kids. The wifey is coming to Canada, uh, interestingly enough. Where? She's going to Vancouver. Oh, uh, Vancouver yeah, that's a basically a different yeah. country. Yeah, right. Uh, it's 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 the company that the head office is there, and they have a twenty year anniversary. Mm, my wife has been there for fourteen years at the company. She can't take and, you guys. Uh, yeah, well, so the, this was what, the company said: bring your family. But you got to pay like, for oh, it. Sweet. Well, you got to pay for it. I was yeah, like, you got to pay yeah, for yo, it. Dude, that's not cheap. That's Vancouver. Not- <laughs> oh man, <laughs> no. Well, your stay would be cheap, I'm assuming. You no. just have to pay for the flights. Yes. Yeah. I, w- I would only have to pay for the flights. The thing is as well, I mean, uh, my mom isn't here. The family isn't here. It was going to be hard to coordinate. You know, could Lorenzo, the oldest one, have stayed at a friend's? I mean, he ate. You know, he's, he stayed at a weekend, not a week, not during the week. So it, it was just complicated. Also, I'm in no mood, you know, to take trips to Canada as uh, what? lovely it would That's be so to disrespectful. visit your country. No. Greatest country no, in the world. No, it's just, I, I, well, I'm sure it is, but I have other stuff on my mind right now. I, I you know, it's, uh, uh, I gotta, I, I'm, I'm grinding. I'm, every day I'm hustling, baby. Fair enough. So, you know. Has, has your wife ever been to, to Vancouver? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the last one was like, I think five, six years ago. So it's been a while, but she's been there before. You know, they, in my uh, opinion, the, the best city in Canada. Oh, okay. More yeah. than Montreal. Yeah. You have a good friend in Montreal. Oh, really? Oh, well, okay. Best Why? weather, incredible nature, very modern nature, city, yeah. clean. Of course, like every city has its sketchy parts, but yeah, it's, it's world class, man. Great place. Uh, so, so for you, we'll go Vancouver. What? Montreal, Toronto, or what is it? Where's Nova Scotia? Oh, it depends on your lifestyle. Nova Scotia is breathtaking. I mean, it's it looks like Lord of the Rings, basically. Wow. It's just not like your. I mean, it does have a a, a decently sized city in Halifax, which is on the ocean and very like it's getting actually more modern there's a lot of money into it but it's not like your like big city lifestyle if you're into that so if you if you like that it's it's nice it's a really beautiful place yeah <sighs> what do you want to talk about i'm gonna let you start because I'm, I'm not I'm sure my head is spinning ranking of what i'm waiting for your ranking then you uh, i said rank your top three cities. i'll put toronto number two i'll put toronto two montreal three quebec city is also beautiful uh i Quebec, of course. Yes. Yeah, Quebec City is is really nice. Uh, I'll, I'll put Toronto too. Toronto, I didn't have high growing up, but as I've gotten older and I've been there the last few years and know where to go and where to hang out, I've really liked it. <clears throat> Toronto, 
Okay, stop, you can you stop pods, avoiding the, the inevitable? <laughs> what is this, man? There's so small talk else? and then there's talking Their about like kind of... the Canadian travel podcast. I'll give you my top European cities. No, okay. Well, the inevitable has happened, Kian. The inevitable has happened. It was funny when he announced it. I, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast as well in, ahead of this this weekend. I want to get Andrea Orlandi back on the pod because I feel on that pod, I posed this question to him. Yeah. And he kind of, not that he danced around it, but I feel like he kind of, we only, or he only addressed the positive outcome, seeing as there was still faith in that Xavi would turn things around. Whereas my perspective and my narrative was already so negative and i was and i i wish i would have pressed him harder at that time and said yeah but what if shit does hit the fan and what if we do lose the super cup and what if you know we do crash out of the copa del rey and we do uh the schedule was tough and we lose lose these games and 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 increase the distance with with the top of the league and and you know just basically this happens what we have seen take place because I would have liked to have known his answer or his take on on the situation. I think the I say the inevitable has happened because this was just not sustainable. This isn't sustainable. Um, it's a perfect storm of negativity that is just spiraling spiraling out of control at the moment. And I I made a point. I stressed. The beginning, the first part of 2024, I said, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to force myself to see the glass half full for the remainder of the season. I'm going to stick to that. But it's becoming increasingly harder and more concerning. Um, I feel bad for Xavi. I don't think he deserves this. There's certainly a lot of things that he should study more profoundly and maybe or most likely be self-critical about but you know when i also quite frankly kian don't see anybody coming in right now right now or necessarily at the end of the season that is going to do a much better job fuck it i'll even say Pep Guardiola or Jesus Christ himself couldn't do a better job right now with the way things are from an institutional point of view. From Jesus a, might. The famous Entorno. <coughs> I don't know. I think he would end up at the cross. <laughs> Just like um, he would once again end up on the cross, man. I, I, I don't think that he could actually turn this boat around the way things are at the moment. It's, uh, you know, the Roman Empire is falling. And something needs to happen on a bigger scale, on a bigger level for a lot of stuff to change. When you say Xavi didn't deserve this, keep in mind that he decided it, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, the... the, um, the You mean that what, how the media treated him? Yeah, 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 yeah. How how much of this do you think was more like behind the scenes when him and Laporta are talking? And it's more like, look, man, I can't fire you because you're Chavi friggin' Hernandez. Can you just like 
announce that you're leaving? That's go on. Sorry, you're finishing. Also, Mike, I I think I kind of know the answer to this, but I'm not. I can't know. I don't know for sure. Why did they? Why did he announce it now and not at the end of the season? Was it, it was the hope that they, it would this would galvanize the team to fight for him? Basically, there were some um, what do you call it irregularities? Certain some things said in the press conference that raised an eyebrow too. For example, when Xavi talked about that he had already made this decision at the beginning of the season. Did yeah, that's, you? Uh, that, catch there's no way that's true. That? Yeah, I saw that. That can't be true. That was today, right? He so said that. That can't be true. Yes. Yeah, he literally he signed a contract extension at the beginning of the season. And he signed a contract extension. So I don't understand <laughs> that. Um, the reason I don't think there an agreement was reached between Laporta and Xavi in, in the regard, in the scenario that you just laid out, is because I... I mean, Xavi has always admitted, openly said that he will not be a problem, right? And that he won't be a problem. He's not going to leave this club yeah. demanding money or seeing his contract out, et cetera. Like and others, I think he uh, is, have. He's, he's, he'll be true to that. I think he is true to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God, uh, for Christ's sakes, like he paid out of his pocket to come to the club. Um, I think he's proven his loyalty and, and, is loyalty to the club. Uh, I honestly think that Xavi, and from what we've heard, so there was a lot of there's been there's been a lot of reports that this did take the t- team by storm. They said that certain players were actually in tears. They talked about Cancelo specifically, um, Gavi. They said that Kunde was uh, very. Yeah, emotional about it. They even said that Robert Lewandowski, who has had his differences with Xavi Hernandez, went to his coach lounge room, his office, and knocked on the door and asked him flat out, what is it that I can do to make you change your opinion? Or what is it we can do as a team? Like, is there anything that we could do? I don't know if you... <coughs> sorry. I don't know if you saw yesterday the images of all the players going to Lewandowski's house. Um, there was a... He organized a, a, a meeting, a get-together um, of the entire first team and many players of the, the second team, actually. That was something that, that was quite striking, that he didn't only invite the entire first team but there was all the youngsters you know the kubarsis like the uh fords but but um yeah others as well of uh, the second team and you know who know nothing has come out nothing has been leaked in that regard as to what was said or or why you know you can only imagine that maybe after speaking with chabi in the office he was kind of he's trying to be a leader, right? He's trying to take that leadership role that, as a veteran, as a, a seasoned player, and, and, and I guess get the, the team together, together, rally the, the troops, and uh, hope for a good or you know, end of this, the second half of the season. Does that mean that if Barca end up winning 
the Champions League or turn the league season around that Xavi would stay? You know, I don't, I don't think so. Um, and I think also we have to be realistic and realize that that is no, that that is not going to happen. Neither of, of those two things are going to happen. But I find what I find disappointing is, and you know, I, I will say, like I said, I feel bad for Chavi, and I do. I feel like he has been made treated unfairly by the press, and that is a lot of the local press as well. I didn't like seeing the fan base, a large part of the uh, Kule fan base, you know, turn against him. Um, I don't like to see that, especially you know, with a club legend like Xavi. You know, I've I've seen his whole entire career as a football player before my eyes. And for me, in my mind, it was going to be a beautiful continuation of him as a coach. And it's, the fact that it turned out so sour or is turning out so sour is, is, is a bitter pill to swallow. Having said that, I will say that I don't know why... Um, why, why does he say this now? Like, what, what is the benefit of announcing this now it, to alleviate pressure from the team? But also, why not? Like, if you see, uh, the, uh, now, uh, then I'll, I want to get your take as well, Kian. I want to say this. I've been adamant on this podcast to say I'm sticking with Xavi and I will evaluate his performance at the end of the season because I was always hopeful that we were going to see an improvement in the style of play, right? He had, he had already bagged the trophies. He bagged the league, the Supercopa. You know, he showed in the Bernabeu that he's capable of dismantling uh, Real Madrid by winning 4-0, great football in, in, in multiple games. It was just a matter of consistency in that regard and 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 certainly from where we came from from winning the league which was you know one nil victories and not so convincing play as consistent and as often as we wanted to then say well look now you have another full season that was your first full season here's your second full season with all the difficulties and limitations and player transfers and financial fair plays etc let's now evaluate, see where this team goes until the end of the season. Because even even now, Kian, even now, after crashing out of the Copa del Rey, you know, fourth in the league, what is it, 10, 11 points adrift from Madrid and Girona, even if we crash out of the Champions League, which we will at some point, hopefully it won't be Napoli, hopefully we'll, you know, we'll make it to the next round from a, from a financial point of view in particular. You know, it's important that this, that we progress so we get more money. But even when, if and when we eventually crash out of the Champions League and lose the league mathematically, maybe we've improved. Maybe the play has gone better. We could say, you know what, there's a continuation now. Uh, Stick with this because that is really what we evaluate you on, base your performance on as a coach, is at the end of the season, how has this team finished one entire season? Uh, you know, you can lose. You can always lose. There's only one team that wins at the end of the day. So the odds are always stacked against you and, and very small. But, yeah, so I'm, 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 I guess I'm disappointed that he's announced that he's thrown in the towel. And then it's also like, well, then is this the best? Like for you to now stick to the end of the season? I guess, again, for the club, financially, yes. For him, his pride, everything, yes. Maybe it does take away pressure from the players and they are like, ah, let's fucking do it for Javi. Wow. And, and they find some, you know, second wind and come together miraculously to, to, 
get the team over the hump and win some games. You know, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. But well, those are just some thoughts. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't think it's throwing in the towel as much as like, I mean, look, I don't, I don't know him personally. Apart from that, the highlight of his career when I asked him a question in Las Vegas last year and, uh, he, I mean, that in itself, he could have retired after that moment. But I think it's, it's <laughs> what was less the question? Of, I don't know if I saw this one. Uh, it was about Araujo and Vinicius <coughs> matchup, something. Like that. Nice. Um, I think it less. It's less about throwing in the towel and more about what he believes is best for the club. And if he thinks that the club needs a better direction and is it's better without him, then that's probably what why he's doing that. But I think the answer to your question about why do it now in the same question I had is probably this. the answer is probably what Lewandowski did inviting everyone to his house. The hope was that it would unite the team, right? I don't see any other reason why us to do it now. The hope is probably, okay, let me just announce it now. The team gets emotional they'll realize, okay, let's get our shit together. Let's remember we're a family. Let's fight. Let's not throw in the towel now. And it galvanizes the team. They go for a run. And they lose the league but make a really impressive push. Maybe they get to second. They have a respectable exit in the Champions League. From there, if I don't even know if it's possible. You don't seem to think, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's on the table, like a small percentage that it regroups the team, the team finishes strong, and then Xavi actually ends up staying anyway. That seems unrealistic, but I feel like it's we got to put at least a few percentage points on it. The other question I have hmm. is like, what, what, what would this season have looked like if Ter Stegen was playing and Lewandowski was scoring? Are we even having entertaining this conversation right now? I feel like we wouldn't be. Now, that might also point to a systemic flaw in that, well, we need a superhuman goalkeeper to make this work. Maybe that's a different question, but certainly that's what happened last season. Also, who's to blame for Araujo's drop-off? Is it Araujo? Is it Xavi for putting him in the position of playing in a high line? And But I feel like a lot of those mistakes he's making have nothing to do with that. Some of them probably do. There's all these questions, but ultimately it comes down to who makes us better. They, the, the point of any decision you make for the club is, okay, does this make us improve? I feel like if it's, if it's going to make us 
stay the same level if we replace Xavi with someone else, well, then in that case, you don't move on because continuity is better in that situation. But if there is a way to improve by replacing Xavi, well, then it makes sense to do. And then the question becomes who? I thought I had seen it all. I like, you know, we've been through it all. We've The world is falling apart. We've seen so many things in the course of human history. I never thought I'd see the day when Barcelona fans start talking about Jose Mourinho. That was, when that name popped up, I was like, what are you guys talking about, Jose Mourinho? Not you, and I know you're making the face, but I'm saying I've seen fans on Twitter, Barca fans on Twitter, talk about Jose Mourinho. I'm like, wow, that's kids. that's crazy. Probably kids, yeah. Um, although, look, man, I... <laughs> As crazy as it is, I think he would actually improve the team. We're talking about like fighting, fighting mentality and defensive issues. That's that's right up Mourinho's alley. Um, but anyway, so right now, team. let's let's go over the list of candidates. Let's entertain that part, unless you have, you have further no, questions, or we can let's circle back to it as well. But you know, right now, Imanol Aguacil, Arteta, Klopp. Uh, Michel, Di Zerbi, mm, who am I missing here? Pimienta? Names that Pimienta. Although there with Pimienta, there's the whole past. There's some beef. You know, Laporta firing him, there's beef, yeah. So it would take, <clears throat> you know, an apology or something of that sort. I mean, it's like... Where is Garcia Pimienta? It's the buen señor. I don't know where he is right now, but I'm sure if Laporta offers him the helm of the Barca dugout, you know, the first team, uh, all bad things are forgiven, forgotten, I would imagine. Maybe it would it would be an awkward situation. Uh, maybe Laporta would make some sort of public uh, apology. I don't know. But yeah, Pimienta is a good point, is a good name to throw out. Uh, because quite frankly, of the ones that I said, the ones that I have mentioned, you know, I don't find any necessarily that realistic. I think everybody's kind of looking at the Barca bench right now. Again, Xavi said it today. <laughs> he was very open about it. He said the next coach is not going to enjoy this job. And that was another take for me. Uh, and I mentioned it on, on the podcast as well uh, in the last one that you know, institutionally right now, things are um, things are tough. Things are. Did you I see think Pep's... these next two years are going to be very difficult for Laporta? Did you see Pep's <laughs> press conference today? Yeah, I think so. I saw clips. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was talking about the difference in pressure between Spain and England. Right, 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 right. And uh, yes, I saw that. I, I, yeah. Exactly, he was like, "It's, it's un- incomparable." Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was. Yeah, talking, I mean, like, he's not coming back right now. He's like, "I'm so good here right now. I have the backing yeah. of, you know, Soriano and Chiki and." Uh, you know, the, Which the contradicts what you like, said uh, on the Patreon edition. Yeah. No, but did you? He did say that though. Well, yeah. yeah did you I see mean, that? I, that he would come back if they called. Yeah, he did say that. It's not like I made that up. That yeah, he I said know. that in a press conference. In I, fact, mean, I, I hadn't seen it. I didn't know he said that. But, I mean, that surprised me in some way because I was, like, thinking about it. Well, like, well, 
if they called now, why would you leave? And today in the press conference, they asked him, like, you stayed at Sydney the longest. Why have you stayed here? And he's like, I literally have anything I want. I mean, he didn't say money, but I'm sure, like, he could also literally say, I can have any player I want, yeah, well, he sa- as many players as I want. He said, we changed some players. Yeah. He, he kind of said it like that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, but for him, you know, mainly it's, you know, the the, the backing and the trust of Chiki and Soriano. It's, yes. He's got those two on the sides. Obviously, the owners are very happy and supportive of what is going on there and happy of the way the team has been evolving. Um, so it's it's a dream job. And again, the press in England, you know, we yes, they can be cruel, but it's 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 not it's incomparable. You cannot compare. I've lived in England for seven years. You know, I've lived here now for eleven years. Um, I live and breathe football on a daily basis, and the press here. You cannot turn on a radio, switch on a TV. Uh, obviously, you know the digital newspapers, but also traditionally in print. Mm, then the talking, the talk shows, there are an in, incalculable, is that I'm saying yeah. incalculable amount of, of, uh, of talk shows, debate shows that start in the morning and continue until late in the midnight or, or past midnight hours. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. No, and I'm that's like, every day. Yeah. No, it drives me nuts and I'm not even the coach. Like I'm like, man, you, this is crazy. Uh, and uh, I, we saw it with Zidane too. He's just like, I'm done. Man. Like, this is, this is crazy. I, he hated the press. He hated it. Short press conferences, short answers. He didn't want to be there. And that you could tell like by the end of it, he was just, you could see it in his face. He's like just aged like 800 years from the press. Carlo Ancelotti. Lucio. Lucho was another one. I mean, Ancelotti seems to be able to navigate that um, for now. But, I mean, it, it, it can't be easy. So these names, so you mentioned, let's go through them one by one. Klopp, he left because of a break. He's leaving because of a break. And Barcelona is the opposite of a break. So I don't that for, <laughs> for that reason I think it would be really difficult. <laughs> it's the opposite of a holiday, of a sabbatical. Yeah. It's the opposite. Of, yeah, exactly. You would be insane. I mean, you know, who knows after sabbatical? Obviously, Barca we're not in a position to speculate such long term, like so so far down the road. I mean, yeah. the, the turnaround has to be immediate. Um, so sorry, I didn't even mention mention Hansi Flick. Or Rafa Marquez, for the matter, but but I didn't want to cut you off neither. Klopp, I I agree, out of the question. There's also names that haven't come up yet, but may come up in the summertime, like Tuchel at Bayern. Not been the upgrade over Nagelsmann they were they were hoping for. Yeah. Pop up at the end. I mean, he's not a Barcelona style manager. I know that Real Madrid would rather face Xavi than Tuchel. Tuchel always gives us the hardest time. Like, he is such a difficult opponent. He just figures us out every time almost. Uh, anyways, that but that's not a name right now. Uh, so Tuchel, but Tuchel, you mentioned him. He was somebody that Laporta, along with Hansi Flick, was reportedly in talks with uh, 
you know, when he was during the presidential elections and La Porta took a long time before actually having Chavi as his man and backing, you know, Chavi. Right. Um, because Chavi was was Hector um Hector Fons guy, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so then you got Michel would be Vico, really interesting. Michel, Michel, okay. Would be really interesting. I think Michel would be interesting, but he would walk into that dressing room and just be overwhelmed. We've never seen a managed stars before. You know, exactly. Yeah. So and that's I don't know. Pimienta the same. The same. And it's it's you know we I I feel like we did it with Pep and it worked out because Pep had credibility. He had the character, the personality, knew the club, knew how to say Ronaldinho, thank you for your services, but there's the door. Deco, the same, and eventually Samuel Eto. But I don't see a Michel doing that. Um, and I might Kike be completely Setien wrong. tried. Yeah. He couldn't do it. Yeah, and they laughed at him. And they literally, literally turned their back to him. Yeah. Um, Benitez was the same at Real Madrid. You need yeah, a certain yeah. type of personality, man. For the clubs like yeah. this. So Xavi kind of had the credibility. Like the players were excited to play for Xavi Hernandez. They were like, yeah. you know, one of the greatest midfielder. And um, so he had won the dressing room over in that regard. And my fear with a, play, a, 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 um, a coach that doesn't have that, those credentials, then he'll, they'll eat him alive. And that, like you said, would be with a pimienta or a michel, and and that's where a club obviously is is would be completely different. Yeah, club club. I mean, would be really interesting in terms of also how he deals with the media as well. But again, I think yeah. we might chalk that one up to unrealistic. Pochettino, let's say, if you know he's but, not but doing great can, at Chelsea. Can, before we go on, yeah, like can you do imagine though a world where either this season or next season. Klopp is back on the market. He's he takes the summer off. He's you know he's already like now mentally sort of checked out. The pressure's off his shoulder. Come end of the summer, or somewhere midsummer, and there's a phone call and it's La Porta and talks go well and they're in Mallorca. You no, know, he has a massive property in Mallorca. <coughs> okay, uh, La Porta's there all the that. time. Yeah, and it's like hey, you know this could be you every you know every weekend and. We play less games here in Spain. It's just it's it's fucking half hour flight from Barcelona to Mallorca. Let's say everything goes well and he takes the job. Because I know that Klopp traditionally has been linked more with the Madrid job. But you guys, or at least like what I'm getting largely from you, and and, and the press as well, but but certainly you are a big proponent that after Angelotti, it's Xavi Alonso time. So you guys aren't really entertaining Klopp coming there. If it's if he if Klopp has already said, I'm not training, I'm not coaching, managing any other team in the UK or in England, but he's not going to go to Sc- Scottish League. He, you can't go back to Germany. He's not going to coach Bayern. Uh, you know, he won't go back to Dortmund. PSG, they're happy with Lucho right now. 
Italy, you know, Milan could be definitely an interesting job for him. Uh, something, you know, like that, a Juve, a Milan. But I mean, the Barca job, the Barca gig is, is for any coach, like any player, something too, too juicy to pass up on, no? Why not? It, I, I just feel like if it were to happen, it probably would be, like you said, a, a, a year or two away and not this summer. And that's why it's like it's a lot of these coaching things have more to do with timing and who's available at the time and the luck of the draw at the time. And mm. I, I, I think a lot of Real Madrid fans, I think, like Klopp. A lot of them don't. Um, I personally like him a lot. And uh, I think you, I, would, I would love to have him at some point if Carlo leaves. Because who knows where where Chabi, Chabi? Well, where Chabi, where will Chabi be so, when Carlo leaves? You can't predict. That's he's the thing. He's going to be at Bayern, isn't he? That's the thing. He'll Maybe he already Bayern. has a job at Liverpool at Bayern at that point. Who knows? You don't. You can't yeah, really yeah, predict. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So are we ruling off right. Chabi Alonso to Barca? Klopp is that a possibility? Uh, well, I I wanted to throw you that. I wanted to throw that one your way and see your reaction. Yeah, it's obviously never going to happen. Yeah. It I mean, be we'd be devastated. That would be the it. worst thing that could ever happen to us. I think I would just, we'd yeah. all just cry in a pillow for five years. So, Michel, no. Pimienta, no. Club, no. Xavi Alonso, no. Um, Hans, let's talk about the Germans. I, 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 don't, I don't think Tuchel, maybe I'm, I could see a Hansi flick because I know that Laporte has had like a massive, uh, let me be correct here. Crush on him. Um, I don't like it. I, I, I'll be None honest. None of these I'm not, names I'm are really thrilled. that interesting. Hansi Flick? Like, no. I, what, I don't know. No. I'm disappointed also, you, I don't see... you didn't mm. even entertain Mourinho. I mean, Mourinho is like... Is he even like a... You know, I don't... I mean... How serious can you take Jose Mourinho? It would be an interesting plot twist, and it would be an interesting return of one of our lost sons. That's right. Turned evil. It's a great story. But then he would come, and then he would he would betray Real Madrid. He goes to Barca, goes Mm. back to Barca. It would be a hell of a. Yeah, yeah. For ratings purposes, it would be unbelievable. It would be. You know what? At this point of the season, fuck it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I would. <laughs> Let's oh, do it. I mean, this shit can't get any more crazy. I mean, but actually, maybe it could. Throwing Mourinho in the mix, it would be. You know, we're already living in a simulation, Keon. Let's let's go full blow. Full, yeah. Why not? Bring on the anarchy. Crazy mode. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think ah, the, the I guy know. that if you were to handpick, let's put it this way: if you were to handpick anyone you wanted, it doesn't not, not about reality or not. Who would you take? Mm. Pep, apart from Pep, apart from too, Pep, that's too easy. Okay. And Lucho, no Lucho either. <laughs> well, okay. Well, now you take it away. My one-two punch. Uh... <clears throat> Dude, it's it's crazy because what has happened to this man. At the club he's coaching now, I I was also never predicting, and it just hasn't worked out for him. But you know, it wasn't long ago that my one of my top picks was Ten Hag, uh, 
Yeah. Um, but uh, seeing the old man, I feel like he peaked at Ajax. I don't know. <laughs> Clearly, but, obviously. But maybe, yeah. maybe he would he would work. It would work for you guys. I don't know because of the way he wants to play. Um, I mean, the the Zerbi, the Zerbi, very interesting, very interesting coach. I, 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 you know, why is he? Tell me, educate me. Obviously, I know Brighton. I know what he's doing there. Um, I know the praise that he and his team have been getting. But would do you see him as a an ideal pick or as a as a as a real candidate for the Barca job? Like. Uh, with him it's similar to Michel in a, in the sense that it's a little bit unknown how he would do at a big club and how he would manage sure, yeah. egos in a locker room um, his brand of football is very direct quick and aggressive and that runs its risk I mean, with Brighton, you can kind of see it too. They have the ability to score five goals or the ability to concede four. And that's kind of the, 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 the football they play. But I would say the fact that he's been able to get Brighton, I mean, looking at the table now, they're above Manchester United, seventh place. I don't think anyone expected Brighton with the squad they have to be able to do what they did. He's a very interesting mm-hmm. manager because he's very progressive in the way he thinks tactically. But again, I guess the question with him is, how does that work uh, <coughs> with locker rooms? And I always feel like if you're Real Madrid yeah. or Barcelona, you can't look at tactical acumen of coaches and what they've done in smaller clubs. The prerequisite has to be you have to have the experience of a big club and or if you don't, then you better be a club legend who people respect. And that's the thing. That's the risk with someone like Deserbi or Michel. That's the risk. Two more names that just popped into my mind. Mm-hmm. One more realistic than the other. I'll say the less the realistic one, in my opinion at least first, Allegri mm-hmm. has been a name that historically is sort of been put on splattered on front pages of, of, of newspapers has obviously never materialized. I don't know how serious his name ever really was on, yeah. under the reins of previous presidents, but now his name is popped up again. I don't see it. He's an underrated coach in my opinion. Um, I think he's a very tactically versatile coach as well. I don't know. I don't see it either, I guess, but just does not feel like a Barca appointment. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who's like the most like out of so character coach one, appointment that you guys have had? Like it's like, oh, this guy, like he doesn't really suit us. Have you guys had coaches like that? Yeah, not long ago. I mean, um, Tata Martino, I would say, was a, was a bit of a, you know, Angelotti eyebrow raise, if you want to say. Okay. And he was very close, mind you, uh, to winning the league. In fact, you know, well, we got robbed on the last day, uh, as uh, Sesk pointed out to Manu Carreño. But um, here's the other one. Tiago Mota. That's His an interesting name is one. Being yeah. 
tossed around. So I, I don't even know. I know he's at Bologna, but I haven't seen Bologna play. Is he doing amazing things with Bologna? Was he creating like a second Atalanta there? I have no peak? idea. I'm not, I'm not in, in touch with Bologna to know. I just have seen his name and that people were excited about the idea of him. But I just, I'm, I'm not, I don't know enough about him to, to judge. But he seems to be doing well. So there, there's the link between him and Deco. Deco are good friends. They're from the same town in Brazil. Yep. Obviously, they both played at Barca at the same time. He knows he comes from La Masia. He played in the youth ranks at Barca. That is one that is maybe, well, I don't know. When when you put it that way with the ties and with Deco, which I didn't think about, I, I I only thought about the previous Barca player aspect of it, but I forgot about the Deco aspect of it. That sounds actually pretty realistic when you frame it that way. That could be one. I don't know if that one excites fans. Um, I don't know. I guess he would have some credibility in the dressing room. He takes certain boxes. Um does leave certain doubts, you know. Bologna is not Barca, obviously, but he does know what it takes to be successful at Barca. So he's used to that sort of pressure, if you will, from the entorno, the media, etc. Um, <laughs> quite funny, actually. So what, what did you want to say? I, I, I wanted to talk about Xavi for a second, but that, that, that's a subject change. So if you want to, I can, I can hold off on that. Just quickly. No, you know, the last thing I'm, I'm, I'm back at Barca here and there, you know, for projects, individual projects. Yeah. Individual or isolated projects. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and we talked a, a bit about Rafa Marquez and his uh, statements. When he was asked about it, did you hear his response? No. So he's actually come come out and poly, uh, publicly apologized for it now. <coughs> what did he they say? They asked him after a game. Well, they said, you know, do you see yourself prepared to take on the role? Something along the lines. And his answer left. It wasn't the nicest thing towards a friend, you know. I mean, Xavi mm-hmm. and him are know how close they are but they're you know they they share dressing room they were teammates they are supposed to be friends or friendly and he was he was kind of like yeah i'm I'm totally prepared for it you know if they give to me like bad bad pr marquez (laughs) terrible yeah 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 so it was bad enough for him to come out and say sorry i didn't mean it that way (laughs) it's that's i mean that's actually a difficult question to answer in some ways because you want to prove that <laughs> yeah. you're confident in your managerial abilities, but you also don't. I mean, I, I don't know what you say. You, I, you, you should probably just say that's not for my place, and Chavi is there. That's not. Yeah, exactly. Right. You, at least you should be like, "Hey, I respect Chavi. He's the boss. He's the coach till the end of the season." Uh, I respect. You know, you can't be like, "Oh yeah, I'm fucking ready, coach. Yeah. Put me in. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> this announcement should have come two months ago." <laughs> I'm here officially stating that I'm ready to take on the role. He's not doing great at Barca B, right? No, not not yeah. super good. Like Pimienta was better, right? Yeah, he, he did have more cohesion success, I would say. <clears throat> so, the subsidiary. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, you, you mentioned like Barca fans turning on Xavi, and I've seen a ton of that. Um, and it's funny because now like half of my day, and this is why I can't log into the Churros Twitter account, is... Uh, <laughs> Is because the whole algorithm is Zona Blaugrana and Mr. Satan. <laughs> and I feel like I know them personally now. Like, just like, oh, yeah, let's see what, <laughs> let's see what Mr. Satan and Zona Blaugrana are saying then, today. Then like, my job is nearly done. I'm nearly there. Uh, Mr. Satan, like, half of his day is spent talking about Real Madrid and the referees. The other half is fighting Kool-Aids who don't like Xavi. <laughs> Because he really nice. likes Xavi, right? He he's like, you know, we've got to respect the club legend. <coughs> yeah. Listen, I, I have my fair share of complaints and grievances with the kids of Twitter. Who I think sometimes just lack respect. Put it that way. For human beings, for legends, etc. Um I I think and I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to Chavi after this. You know, that's another question, big question. Where does Chavi go? Does he just take a break? Does he just? Because yeah. I mean, you can't. It's you can't. Barca is the pinnacle. Like, what? What? Where else do you go? At? Like, there's no every, any job you take is going to be a downgrade of sorts. And uh, does he want to do that, or does he want? Like, he got into this. I. I would assume to like eventually be the Barca coach. Like that would probably be his well, final. But I don't he know. didn't rule out a comeback. Uh, actually, he, he today he said, "I'm not ruling out coming back as a coach, but under you know different circumstances." Um, th- yeah. Like I said, there's a lot going on institutionally that is really making it, I think, impossible. That's why I said I don't see anybody else coming in improving the situation now. There have to be a lot of changes. You know, right now, no, on, but also off the pitch, off the pitch for for I think things to thrive. But to, to get to your point, the, the Barca being the pinnacle, certainly, obviously, being for him, he's a Barca man through and through. But I don't think he uh, would have a problem. I don't think he would even have to like kind of suck up his pride and let's say accept a role at a Brighton, at a Leipzig. You know, things are. I was actually thinking of the Leipzig option. I think that would be mm. interesting for him. So they are off the off to the worst start in in their uh, history, uh, and 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 by that I mean 2024. You know, they started off the season well, and I, I was open about my excitement between the clash uh, in the Champions League between Real Madrid and Leipzig. You know, I'm yeah, less you were very because- optimistic. You were like licking your chops. <laughs> I'd like to talk me around. It was well. They were may still yeah. happen. Well, they were doing better then. They're, uh, they're not doing Leipzig so good. Leipzig actually anyway, would be interesting. Being, yeah, a Leipzig type club. I think I could. See I it. think that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, where I going back to my original point was that hmm. history 
it takes a while for this to happen, but I think history remembers players and coaches for their good things. Like, no one at Real Madrid remembers that Di Stefano was a failed coach. Hmm. We remember him hmm. for his greatness as a player. And I think that's that's what Xavi... And I, I don't this I don't know why I'm talking about this now because Xavi is still Barcelona coach so it's, I'm, I shouldn't be talking in past sense because he may still have a good coaching career I don't know but I feel like we will like the the kids of Twitter um, problem is that I, I anyways my point was like history remembers them for the for their their highlights usually um, I see, I get what you're saying yeah it's nice of you to say yeah um. But I, I mean, I don't think, uh, you know, he's not going to all of a sudden say, wow, I'm staying at the club. Like, I mean, I've, talking about Xavi in the past tense, at least as a Barca coach, I think is accurate because I don't think, obviously he still has the remainder of the season and uh, he will re- be remembered, I guess. Well, the point I was making earlier, let's let's evaluate his performance at the end of the season before you know drawing the conclusions now already, even though he has announced that that will be the end of it come June thirtieth. Uh, you know, we live. Twitter is 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 the recency bias. I mean, it's it's live by the day, and today he's been memed more than he's been praised. Um, but uh, yeah, he still can turn his coaching career around as well. Well, for sure. to be, I, I, and I know he he said that he accepts responsibility. Um, the criticism I guess I would have of him is, at what point did he really change something <coughs> that wasn't working? You know, like, and and would how would he be willing to change? I know you're gonna hate this, but I feel like the most difficult Barcelona game we played. Was that game where Barca were defending deep in the Copa del Rey and you beat us one nothing at the Bernabeu? <laughs> was... Well, no, the the four nil obviously was the best game, and the most difficult. You guys, and also in the Copa del Rey. Wait, hold on, hold on. The, I mean the the Super Copa, the Copa del Rey, the Super Copa. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I so let me rephrase it then, because that wasn't our worst loss. Although you could argue it was it was a bad loss, obviously, because I think the circumstances, you know, we were hoping that was around the same time we, you guys, I think, had some injuries to somebody, some people, and we were like, it's you know, if there's a time to give them a, a un, un baño, it's now. We finally got it like a week later, I think, at the at the camp you no know, with the Benzema hat trick, but. I think in, and I know you disagree with this, but that's okay. If Real Madrid wants to play proactive football, I think they're better than the Barcelona doing so with these two rosters, the way they're constructed. And that's why it always bothered me. So like the Supercopa and um, the first half of the, at the Montjuic this season, it was a case where Real Madrid just didn't play football. And I was annoyed at that. I was like, okay, can you guys actually play the way you supposed to play in the Bernabeu, they played like that, but it was so difficult to, like, we had so much of the ball, but, like, I don't even remember us generating good chances in that game. Like, it was just, mm. 
And, and so I didn't. I even questioned that domination, the quote-unquote domination of that game, because for what good did it do? I found. I, anyways, it doesn't have to be that. Chavi doesn't have to play yeah. deep block. But could he? But could he just go into that Super Copa game without giving us an entire half to attack and have breakaway after breakaway? Could he have at least done something better there? There's got to be some middle ground where you 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 compromise your ideology for in in exchange for better success. We've talked about this so I many get times. That. We we have, and I, I get it too. It's it's. I think it's a fair argument and issue to put forward you know the live and die by the style yeah has argued arguably cost Xavi his job and um i mean he could have just been focused as you said on the results at the end of the day the wins do count it buys you time if anything yeah Chavi winning the league, I still think, is underrated, undervalued. You know, last season as a whole uh, is sort of glossed over and 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 dismissed, not even look at looked at. Uh, you know, I I caught a glim, glimpse of uh, your chat with with one of um, well, was, I forgot her name. It was a Madridista, Leah, uh, Leah Ravel, yeah, and. She mentioned how – so I was just kind of scrolling through, and I, I, I fell on a point where I heard her mention that Barca have not prepared or planned well for the post-Messi era, whereas Madrid has been quietly going to work and build a very good youth not 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 just not youth system, but say young players within the first team, and that transition from the older players, the post Cristiano Benzema era, to now these this crop of of Bellinghams and Viniciuses has been, you know, a smooth sailing affair. And I guess I I took issue with that because I'm like, well, it hasn't really. The thing is, the press in Madrid are also not as you know, cutthroat as they are here, meaning like when Angelotti mm, won, on, won the Copa del Rey. No, no, no. When, when there's a lot more ease at the job at the Madrid helm, you know, what oh, shit on. was there kicked off? What shit kicked off last year when you guys only won the Copa del Rey and meanwhile, Xavi winning the league? Like, we're only in the second season of... Xavi Hernandez, you know, I, I saw really good, and it's a shame I don't have it up, a comparison being made between Klopp's time as a Liverpool manager, his stint there, and compared that to Xavi. Klopp has won, like, one Premier League and one Champions League. He's been there for, what is it, like, eight seasons or something like that. There's no way <laughs> that that could ever happen here. There's no way. If after, you know, one and a half season, Xavi was already – is role as a manager was already being questioned and halfway through his second whole season he's already saying you know i can't take this anymore i'm out of here i'm checking myself out because the patience has been that little and that is true dude the press has been slandering his name every single day every single day and that doesn't happen with carlo angelotti it doesn't but it happened it with didn't happen with Zizou in the same way neither not in that fierce way. It didn't. I'm sorry, Kian. I'm sorry. It didn't. It just didn't. 
It didn't. You you and 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 I've, I and you cannot disagree with me. You can have your opinion, and sure you can disagree with me. But I feel like you have to respect those people that live in the country. From outside, you're never gonna get the impression or true grasp of the curiosity or the intensity of the local press. You're just not. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I know I harp on about this. I often bring this up, but it's true. Okay, fair enough. You're right, and I and I didn't grow up in Spain, so I don't know it as well as you do. But then let's change the 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 what the discussion was. So ignoring the PR side of things and how the press portrays both clubs, and mm-hmm. do you take issue with the the statement that Real Madrid have done a better job of building their squad for their future post post goat era, post Cristiano, yeah. post Messi so, era? So there's absolutely no doubt about it. But again, there's a quite a simple answer to that. You guys never had Bartomeu as a president, well, and, sure. and not to only blame, you know, uh, poor old uh, Bartomeu. But that's part of it. Uh, so, like, that's reality. So, that's like, whatever the reason yeah, is, yeah, yeah. this is what happened. Of course. Yet at the same time, you know, in this post-Messi era, yes, we did win a league. Yes, we did one win the Super Cup. Meaning, like, we got over the hump of get, bagging those post-Messi trophies. And also, from a youth perspective, I mean, we are nonstop bringing up you know, talented players. Uh, th- th- that's also undeniable. You cannot deny that the Gavis, that uh, the Lamina Mals, that the Alejandro Baldes, that, you know, now we're seeing obviously the other youngsters who, who are now breaking out, but the Margius and who still have everything to prove, but they are very talented young people who are certainly helping uh, Barca, helping the Spanish national side. And, that cannot be dismissed under my eyes neither. Meaning like, you know, from, from a institution or from a academy point of view, Barca have still been doing their, you know, due diligence and, 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 and that system, La, what La Masia has been historic for and, and known for and great for, that is still working. I mean, that, that is also undeniable. You can't. You're talking about PR, man. Nothing like La Masia PR. One golden generation and, and, and then a bunch of well, – I mean, right now it's, a, it's out of necessity, right? That's, I mean, we have no idea how those young kids are going to pan out. <clears throat> they're contributing a little bit now, and obviously none of this is their fault, and they're working hard, and you root for them. But I don't so, know, man. When, it, when right she now- says something like that, when she says, like, you guys have been quietly doing your work, you're, you're talking about – like acquiring Vinny, acquiring Rodrigo, acquiring now Bellingham. Like that, that's that's what she's referring to, right? So I'm I'm just yeah, trying think, to contrast that with. Uh, yeah, I mean, like now, a, a, and again, Victor Roque is 18. Everything to prove. We know nothing about him. Sure, but you know, I would like to think that I'd also contribute that he will contribute to the long term success. I think you have to. The way I think I have to put it this way, and, and I mean it's not. It's it's also like people like Fede Valverde who were promoted from the youth system, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think that the future. I got outlook, then. Yeah, I think the future outlook of both teams looks different to me, and I think if you're a Barca fan, that's what's scary about this is that. Mm-hmm. You keep on you because I look. I've seen, I've been a fan since '98. 
and I've seen my fair share of bad Real Madrid teams and bad Barcelona teams, as you have. I feel like in most of those cases, there was a there was a part of us that said, well, there's cycles in football. Sometimes you're great, sometimes you're bad, sometimes you're okay. Sure. Every cycle will end, a new one will begin. And I think the scary thing about Barca here is that what's the next cycle and where does it come from if the financial situation is what it is? And uh, maybe yeah. we're overreacting. Maybe, you know, because, you know, we no, saw... No. Bar- I think that's... You're, you're, you're 100% right. Mm. Yeah, so that that's, I guess, my concern if I'm a Barca fan is like, all right, so does this turn into AC Milan or does this is this like, you know, um, when... Things weren't looking great under Reichardt, and then Pep came, and then a new amazing cycle began. Which one is it? And I, and yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of lean towards the Milan thing, but I don't know for sure. I can't predict it. But that's what would be worry me if I'm a Barca fan. Is that and and, and, and that, to that with Real Madrid, that same concern doesn't apply. And I think that that's that's the difference. Hundred <clears throat> percent. I agree. Hundred percent. Do you remember when the first time you and I would? started talking about or when i put forward the idea i was like you know what if we turn out to be a milan yeah and that was like that was coming for you know already in the bartomeu era and it was like nah no chance come on and shit went tits up yada yada (laughs) a lot of shit went tits up and a lot of stuff happened messi left i don't ever think i've heard and it was like oh it's an english saying is it things are tits up Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In England. That's um, gonna be some pretty good silicone. Thanks for tits up. <laughs> well, it's, it's sturdy. It's, uh, and Laporta came back as a president. And it was like this renewed hope. It was like fuck yes, that's it. You know, the, the, if not the most, one of the most successful and best presidents of Barca's history is back. It's gonna be all good. And, and you know, it was like Kuman was still shit. All right, Kuman now. Now Chavi's coming back. Pep 2.0. Hey, everything's gonna. Whew, we dodged the bullet, guys. But it, like the Milan talks were already there on this podcast uh, during the the, the, the Bartomeu times because that was the direction. Like I'm, it was obvious. Like I'm, like we're going down this road. We're giving players contracts of six years. You know, for like. 50 million, 40 million a year, washed up players over their 30s. You know, it's like, what are you doing, Bartomeu? You're ruining this club. You're, you're, you're financially kidnapping, like p- putting us under uh, very strenuous situations. Sequestrando el puto club, tío. Like it, it was, it was already coming. And it, it's like Laporta has not neither managed to fully uh, get over that and 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 also there you know there's a lot of and I, I sort of hinted towards it then I told you we would talk about it off air or on Patreon but there's also a lot of movements behind the scene you know um, uh, like 2026 man is going to be an explosive year and I don't know where Barca will be at that time because there's rumors about you know, this obviously being pr- privately owned at some point. I mean, the inevitable. But then, then there's talks of that's potentially crazy. selling forty nine percent of the club, and um, you know, the next elections are going to be insane. I hope that we will be in a better state. I think we 
I went through the Gaspar era and I, I was, when we came out of that, I thought we would never see that again. And I was like, thank God I survived that. Oh my God. Those were embarrassing years, awful years. Then Bartomeu came and it was like, holy shit. Like this, he actually topped Gaspar. How can, you know, how can you top Mr. Burns? Well, you put in a Nobita, you put in a Bartomeu and, and it was awful. And now, and it pains me to say this because I did have hope and I voted for the man. On the day, I had my heart split in two between Victor Font and, and Laporta. And in the end, you know, heart won over mind. And uh, he got my vote also. But, um, but I don't like the direction we're heading into, Kian. So I, I, I 100% back what you're saying, that Madrid are most certainly better prepared for to take on what the future brings than, than Barca. Yes. Uh, is Bartomeu in jail yet? He, he should be. He should be in jail forever. I mean, what he, the crimes he committed to turn this club into. Uh, that's. I mean, it's crazy what he did. Everything he did. Um, yeah. I guess the the big question is now, were the levers worth it? Right. And that's an interesting question to reflect on, when you look back on it. So the levers essentially brought you what? Lewandowski, Ferran Torres, um, who else? Um, Jesus, I'm trying to uh, Rafinha. Rafinha. Mm, Victor Roque. Victor Roque, 40 million. Those are probably the four big ones. The rest, I mean, you guys did a lot of free signings. Um, yeah, a lot of free. A lot of free, yes, yeah, and then you free got rid of big contracts like Griezmann. Yeah. Uh, yes. Whoever else. I think in some well, ways yeah. it was worth it because you won the league title last year. <clears throat> Pan para hoy, hambre para mañana. Food, bread for today and... and hunger for tomorrow uh, we've we've talked a lot about that as well uh, you know some our community our listeners are passionate about this topic taps is always very vocal and gives us his detailed takes on whether the the palancas were worth it or not and um i still think that uh, actually it is too early to call but call me insane but Mm, you know, some of it was used as well to refinance or rebuild the the stadium. Can you hear the zooming in the background? I, I hear it sounds like a blender. Right. Okay. It's not bad. Um, it's fine. Is it not? Okay. It's it's in the background. And uh, um, I I I I I think it's too early to call whether it worked or not certainly brought short-term success i definitely have my doubts whether say 50 something million for ferran was really well placed i would like to see maybe the money be invested differently in other players maybe different quantities as well mm. you know now looking at rafinha <coughs> excuse me who statistically on paper isn't that bad and maybe yeah. on the pitch neither but 
we both agree was not a Dembele replacement. Well, he, him coming for that price tag, all the while being a player that was under Deco's management, who then turned out to become the sporting director. You know, deals like that definitely don't necessarily sit well among the fan base because it's kind of like, well, what are we, is this friends politics? Is it like I scratch your back, you scratch mine? Like, you know, I'll I take your players in. And in fact, here, here's a job as a sporting director. Um, and those kind of things. And that's one example. And I don't, you know, this is the free pod. I don't want to get into too much detail. But there are further examples of that nature where you kind of question, I guess, the leadership uh, and, and the things that have been taking place, the use of the levers, the financial levers. and Yeah, I mean, I think that... Let me stop myself. <laughs> it, no, I mean, look, it's it's a hard question to answer because you guys did win the league last year. And you're not winning the league last year without Lewandowski, who was very good in the first half of the season, unless you had kept kept Obama Yang, and he right he scored enough goals for you. Uh, I and I, the other question is like, if not like, if you're not buying Rafinha, for example, or Ferran Torres, was there someone good enough in the youth team? to step up to take those positions. And you know the answer better than me. It would have been Ansu if he was healthy, but he wasn't. Who else was left? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, looking now, I mean, um, you look at the Gius, he's more of a center forward. Yeah. Fair enough. But um, And he was 15 uh, at that time. So you can't... Yeah. You had Elias Ahumash, you had an Abde, um, Elias, who, by the way, scored against us uh, the, the other day. Munir. Um, yeah, you're funny. No, but the, we, we, besides Ansu, we didn't have somebody that was going to replace a Dembele. Uh, that's for sure. And, and, you know, it was always kind of like, well, this team with Ch- how Xavi wanted to play initially, we needed those those explosive natural wingers. So, um, yeah. You know, we 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 talked a lot about big picture stuff. We didn't even talk about how crazy that game was <laughs> against Villarreal. Unbelievable! It was insane. Uh, yeah. That must like that was a roller coaster for you, right? I mean. 2-0 down, 3-2 up, 5-3 loss. And the way it happened, it seemed like, oh, my God, season was over. Like, the players were just I was distraught very by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was infuriating. I was very, very emotional and then upset. Yeah. But at 3-2 when you were up, what were you feeling? You were, like, feeling good? Yeah, I was feeling pumped. I'm like, you know, yeah. this is, let's fucking get these points. And win this game for crying out loud, yeah. losing two nil at home against Villarreal, and then making a comeback. I was like, okay, let it be one of these. Um, and I was feeling good, and I'm like, we're gonna get the fourth. I felt like the fourth was 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 gonna come, or at least I was hoping for it. But I felt like you know at that moment the momentum, like that that we were gonna see that. Um, 
And then, yeah, some calls, some mischances, and and Villarreal just sticking to the game plan, which was sit back and counter, sit back and counter, and seeing the the the, the defense buckle um, for the equalizer for the four three, and then the four four was almost there with Araujo. He's fucking pissed. He's slamming water bottles all over the floor. And, you know, the 5-3 was just the icing on the cake. Um, well, the 4-3 the was the one. Was that, or the 4-3, the I think, I don't know, 3-3, three, 4-3, three, 5-3. Three, one of those was, uh, no, the 4-3, because Gwedish makes it 3-3. Three, three. Um, and the 4-3 was Araujo's mistake. The, no, I'm not talking about, yeah, the Araujo mistake. I'm talking about the Araujo near the other way. redeeming. Yeah. Yeah, where he <clears throat> like knee, he gets his knee to it or his ankle. And, um, you know. The thing is. I mean, the ball doesn't go in. I mean, and Villarreal are not having a good season. But you no. look at like any team that plays against Barca, you look at their lineup, their roster. If they have just like two or three people who are good at a counterattack, you can see the path like that Barca can drop points. Yeah. You're like, okay, this yeah, team is yeah, not yeah. good, mm-hmm. but they have Gerard Moreno, they have Guedes, who I thought, well, I didn't even know he existed. He reminded me that he's alive and well. He just kind of disappeared for me when he left Valencia. Uh, but you know, he's been he... gone long enough for you to forget how to pronounce his name. I've told you this in past editions years ago when he was at Valencia. Geddes, or Geddes, Geddes. The U you don't pronounce. It's like Ge, Geddes. You know, like Que, you don't say Que. Que, what? Is right? that the case in Portuguese too? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Geddes. Geddes. Um, you know if like he's healthy, he can run and he can shoot. And like you see, you see the players that Villarreal has, and like, okay, well, these guys get a counterattack against Barca. They're getting at least two breakaways in this game. So you can like chalk them up for a couple yeah. goals right off the bat, and it's funny. Like you just look at, I felt that way about Betis, and the funny thing, about, and that's where I think, Chavi leaving, is probably a good thing for you in the long run because, though, like games like that, it's just crazy that Chavi continues to allow that much space in behind Barca's backline. Mm. Mm. Uh, Real Madrid fans were devastated when he announced. His departure. <laughs> like, all jokes aside, they're like, okay, we won, but at what cost? I know, it's, it's like the great, Wario meme. Joke. Yes, yes. <clears throat> well, enjoy it. Um, I think this was good for our listeners. I can see where this is going, the turn that this is taking. I'm uh, turning the other way and checking out. I'm <laughs> calling it this part Done. Concluded. We're done. All right. Could have gone longer. Um, I know we could have, but I um I, I actually did tell the missus I was gonna have some uh, dinner ready before she would get home with the kids. But all um, right, that's more important. Um, all right, man. Good chatting. And uh, enjoy the dinner. What are you cooking? Uh, there's a soup. I uh. Pumpkin soup, I'm going to get going. I've already got it chopped. Just got to add my spices and secret ingredients to it. Okay. And uh, then I was thinking of uh, 
some like I love and my kids love the kale in the oven. Kale chips. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Are you good at doing those? Never I'm made right. them. I mean, there's I, no. Oh, I, okay. The thing. Tell me how you make it because I hate kale. The taste of it and the texture of it. Oh, I love it. You see, we. So we tell me it. how to. But I've had kale chips before, and I like the taste of those. I try to eat so it because it's, it's healthy, but thing it, is, I don't know how to make it taste good. Yeah. A little bit of olive oil. Put it in yeah. the oven and put it on grill. The thing is, you really gotta. Lo tienes que vigilar. You have to be vigilant, and and because they'll burn. go from being. Yeah, they'll go from being nice, fine, yeah. to like bang, burn. Yeah. Like sometimes you'll take them out too early and they're still kind of raw. It's like, no, this is not the crispiness I want. Then they get crispy and then they burn. Mm. So, you know, you got to stay yeah, vigilant. So olive oil, salt, pepper. That's all you need? Some no spices. salt. Don't put salt. No salt. It's This shit is salty as hell. Don't put salt. Kale is salty want, as hell? What if, do you mean? Salt, yeah, it just if you add salt to it, it is it it's is too salty, un, too way too salty, un, uneatable, uneatable. Yeah, you cannot don't I don't add salt. Doesn't eat it. It's healthy or whatever anyway. Yeah, okay. And um, so that, but then the main thing, yeah, I mean that's already pretty good, right? Don't you think? Yeah, that's all you need. I mean, I ah, would and just this is what, I was like, what is the protein? It was so gross. Yeah, we actually have some uh, uh, leftover. Slow cooked meat from the weekend, and that was the yeah the finishing touch. All right, well, which mind you, you you'll be happy to know that we have been very strict. This week is the first week so far this month that we have not followed a vegan diet. So we do Monday to Friday vegan. Um, okay, and this is the first week where we are eating meat on during a, on a weekday. Let's say, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Lorin family is eating like good tonight. Yes. So enjoy the dinner, and uh, we'll be back. Patreon pod, patreon.com slash churros y tacticas. That's the really juicy stuff. Thursday or Friday this week? I I think I got to do Thursday. Okay. Thursday is better for me. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Awesome. Good chatting, Diego. Thanks, guys, for listening. Peace out. Likewise. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.